Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box. What I remember, a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. Techno, techno, techno. James Brown is dead. James Brown is dead was the first single for Dutch techno duo LA Style, and it was a big hit. Produced by Vessel Van Diepen, who'd later go on to found the Venga Boys. And released in August of 1991, it's the first of a string of songs released by Dutch producers referencing the Godfather of Soul. With James Brown is still alive, being released by Holy Noise, and a res- as a response, and Who the Fuck is James Brown by Traumatic Stress, rounding out the Dutch James Brown trilogy. The funny thing is that James Brown was still alive and kicking when LA Star released their hit, and this isn't the first song to talk about the hardest working man in showbiz. I think that honour goes to Pop Lit itself, whose 1989 single, Not Now James We're Busy, recounts the story of Soul Brother Number One's arrest in 1988 after a drug-fueled high-speed chase with Atlanta police. But that's enough of the history lesson. Now, James Brown in Is Dead was a bona fide global hit, charting in a number of countries, being the first techno chart to hit the Billboard 100 in the US. It charted number seven in Australia in 1992, but it didn't chart in the UK. Maybe it didn't resonate with the UK audiences like it did in Australia. It was about the time that this track was gaining popularity that I started working for Avsound, the sound and lighting company that provided um, the raves of the time with the legendary EVMT4 sound system. But we didn't just do raves. Most Friday nights were spent in the community halls across Karingai and Hornsby Council, bringing the noise for a series of underage nights. I'd started working without Avsound in early February after being introduced to Dave at Magic Roundabout. Now, I did talk about that in my Different Strokes episode. And within two weeks, I was traipsing across the North Shore on Friday. The day would begin down in the Avsound factory in Balgawa. Things would normally kick off at about 10am. We'd get all the sound gear into the trucks, the big PA, racks full of amps and effects, Boxes of all the associated cables, the flight-cased SL1210s, mixers, and the scaffolding for a DJ tower. We didn't have a ramp for the truck, so everything was lifted. This would take us a couple of hours with all the double-checking on the equipment. With the truck packed full of sound gear, we'd head over to Alexandria to pick up the lighting, 
cases of Martin mini scans and assorted disco lights, controllers, cables, the aluminium tri-truss to hang the lights and the big stands to mount the truss. Stuffed to the gills full of gear, we take the truck over to our destination on the Upper North Shore. Each week a different venue, town halls, sports clubs and schools, bringing the dance music love to the under 18s. Usually arriving at the venue mid-afternoon, we'd spend the next few hours stacking speakers and unrolling tables. The MT4 stacks created imposing fuzzy black monoliths in the corner of the room. Once the sound was set up, my focus had moved to the lights for the evening's festivities. Stands with disco lights at the back and more discos and the robo-scans at the front were raised on the tri-truss. While I was doing that, the rest of the team would be setting up the DJ and lighting booth at the front of the room. And when I say the rest of the team, that usually meant Dave, well, at the beginning. But within a couple of months, Chuck was a member of our merry band. Now, we were hoping to get everything set up and tuned for about an hour before the doors opened at 7pm. It was usually around this time that Paul Holden would show up. Paul was one of the regular DJs at the horn parties back in the 80s and early 90s. But after he'd finished, he'd mainly been playing around the gay pubs and clubs of Sydney. At the beginning, playing mainly commercial house and high energy. Though that had changed rather quickly, as one night in early March, Dave and I happened to have Matt G's record box in the truck. Um, after the Bondi on Thursday, Matt had asked us to look after it and give it back to him on Saturday night. And this was fortuitous, as Paul took advantage and embraced this music, leading him on a path to stun and funny farm. And he'd eventually be one of the most respected rave DJs. And James Brown is Dead was one of the tracks in Matt's record box. And one of the tracks that Paul played that night on the North Shore of Sydney in early 1992. Now, time for the question I ask every week. Would this techno track find its way into my monthly playlist if the algo fed it to me? Well, yes, I think it would. James Brown is dead is a classic. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles. Testicles.